This episode of Emblem Cast was brought to you by Alex, Spino, Cody, Victor, and Isaac. If you'd like to support Emblem Cast, please visit our Patreon. And welcome back to Emblem Cast. We have some some unfamiliar faces, but also familiar faces on here today. Do you guys want to introduce yourself? Two guests, actually. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be fair. I'll, I'll call it three guests because I wasn't on the last episode. So this this the the podcast's going rogue today. That's what we're saying. Uh, I'm your host. <laughs> I'm Devin. Darren, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Darren. I guess that makes me a former host of Emblem Cast. Uh, <laughs> I, I, like, ouch, ouch, being a guest now. Uh, I guess that's, no, you're that's not how a the guest. world works. You're not a, I mean, you're, you're, at, you're at, like, a Chris level. How about that? Oof, oof, I don't want to go all the way to Chris levels. <laughs> that's true. You don't hear from Chris. That's true. I can't go I'm, that oh, far. Man, I can't go that I'm, far. I mentioned this two episodes ago, but he, he was on the server at one point because I wanted to try and bring him on for some kind of episode but uh he left and i don't i don't know where chris is now that's a bummer that's a bummer. anyway we well have... i'm darren i'm alive i'm yeah here. darren darren's alive and a member full-fledged more than chef at least well uh, i mean i i'm i'm also half of the darren and chef and show that's uh, for true those that don't that don't know me you might have heard of me from there yeah that show we've done once <laughs> oh twice kind of yeah twice kind of twice kinda. Guess, yeah yeah Honestly, you're you're on a better track record than, than you are for the main show. <laughs> anyway, we also have Stevie, Lucky Crit. Good to have you back, Stevie. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Sounds like you guys are going through like a hard hard reboot of Emblem Cast. <laughs> <laughs> Delete all the staff members and then see if they're It's uh, like uh season we're, we're 4 in... of community. It's the gas leak season. Yeah, we're in the Emblem Cast Z Kai uh <laughs> The story arc right now so so there's half the character development and only half of the characters do stuff but to be fair it's, that's it's only just the characters that matter and it, that's that's us. true yeah lots of krillin we are um, the uh the lords of this emblem cast if you will we are i remember sheffin was calling himself mod lord for a little while which oh, is a pretty the i don't know man that that is a bit of hubris anyway um it's just us three today. It's it's a small cast, but we're gonna we're gonna roll with it. So uh, let's let's just start off. What have you guys been doing lately, or what have you guys been playing? Because it's it's been a while since both of you have, have been on, and myself, because I was not. Stevie, on the last why episode. don't we start with you, sir? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been meaning to play a lot of stuff. Uh, I know you guys want to talk about uh, Octopath Traveler. I haven't played that yet. It's been kind of on my like to get list, but. I think for the most part, what I've been keeping up with is I actually started to play uh, Grand Blue Fantasy, which is another gotcha mobile game. Uh, a little bit difficult to get because you can't just download it from the English app store, which I don't really understand yet because it does have an English translation. Uh, the only thing that's not English are the voices so far. Um, but I'm actually having a pretty good time with it so far. I'll probably end up doing a video on it at some point. But keeping up with that and Fire Emblem Heroes alongside trying to make content and stuff has just been pretty bad, so... I'm doing my best, but trying to like the weekly events in both of those games is just it's bad enough. So, Darren, for are those, you, are you back into heroes? 
I mean, I've been dabbling here and there for a while. <laughs> okay. I recently blew uh, 45 orbs on the new banner and got diddly squat, so... Which, you know, which one? Because there there's been a couple new ones recently. The new one with the enemy faction uh, okay, yeah. heroes. I don't remember what the faction's called because I can't. I don't follow the, the story. Spell. The generals of Muspel, yeah. And it has funny accents. Darren, are you telling me that you don't pay attention to the Fire Emblem Heroes story? Oh my god, <laughs> the story's so bad. Oh my god. Like, I, I appreciate that they try, and there's a little bit of stuff going on. I appreciate that. I really do, but boy. Yeah, I kind of don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm at least it's short. At least, at least, A, it's short and skippable. That's true. Like, if, I, you, I, if you try to fit, play Fate Grand Order, another gotcha title, Oh man, that game does not shut up, and that has story yeah, that's what I've heard. to the nth degree, and if you start skipping cutscenes, you're staring at loading screens. Oof. So, lost, that's lost. Rough. So... So for someone like me who is familiar with Grand Blue Fantasy and that I see a lot of people tweet about it, and I, and I see the fair person complain about it, how actually is it? Um, one thing I have noticed so far, just from us, I've been playing it probably for the past couple of months. I think I, I downloaded it on my previous phone and kind of just like looked at it and was like, okay, I don't know what's going on, but I kind of like the art style. Like this looks nice, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like there's some nice waifus and stuff in here, so maybe I could get into it. <laughs> that's that's how you know there's a gotcha game worth spending money on. That's right. got nice waifus. Right there you go. Yeah. So then I finally like actually started playing it on my new phone in like somewhere around August of this year. So it's been a little bit of time, and um, I like it so far. There's definitely more story and more talking than than Fire Emblem for sure. And uh, what I have noticed though is that compared to like the orb rate in Heroes. Like the cost of a of a pull of like a ten pull is like a full summon basically in this game, and that is twenty five bucks. So it's Oof. a lot worse. It is absolutely Oof. a lot worse. If you are trying to go for a specific character, my recommendation is probably don't do that <laughs> because it's it's pretty bad. What most people actually end up doing is something called a uh, a spark, which is where you save up like a whole bunch of tickets and crystals like over time uh, until you have enough to get three hundred of these special sparks. And once you get 300 on a particular banner, you can pick a character that you want and it just gives them to you. So that's the cool part about that, I guess. But it takes like at least a third of a year probably to save up that amount of, of stuff. And then you're, you're basically oh not, not pulling at all until that point. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I think one thing a lot of people, especially for some of our listeners, they're probably pretty familiar with Fire Emblem Heroes. It's considerably so, yeah. <laughs> cheaper than most uh, gotcha games. Like yeah. I've dabbled a little bit in the Shimagami Tensei one that came out. I didn't even okay. know that was a game. Yeah, it's called... Oh, uh, oh I actually don't remember. Liberation. Shimagami Tensei okay. uh, Liberation. It's okay, but like Stevie was saying, uh, it's expensive. Yeah. Especially if you look at Fate Grand Order, which is one of the most popular uh, gotcha titles. That game's ridiculous. That yeah. game is like almost $40 for a full poll, which is, mm-hmm. in my in my mind, crazy because the poll rates are abysmal. Yeah, that's yeah. Like most gotcha yeah. games, and it's... It blows my mind that there's uh the, like the pull rate is that terrible and the so getting the actual characters you want is just awful. So but Darren, Fire Emblem the, Heroes the people real, got it lucky. The real question is if you're not spending forty dollars constantly for your waifu, are you even devoted? <laughs> I mean, that fandom is devoted. Yeah. I'll give them that. There's a waifuism thread being created about this podcast as we speak. <laughs> I mean, it's that's, that's a good topic. We should save that for. We should put a that's pit true. in that, and that the, should be the a greatest, whole topic. The greatest subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably offending someone by saying that. 
Anyway, have, have you been playing anything else, Stevie? No, that's about it. Just trying to keep up with those two so far. There's a lot of stuff okay. that I need to get to. I also actually just bought the... Um, it didn't come out like recently or anything. It, was, it came out like end of last year, I think. But uh, the latest expansion for XCOM, or XCOM 2. Oh, okay. War of the Chosen. And I haven't played it at all, but I bought it. So I, I figured eventually I'll probably do another campaign of that. Because I love XCOM as well. Yeah, Sheffin so has said on the show... To, to quote Chef, and he has said XCOM 2, like the expansion or whatever for it, he says it's it's better than Fire Emblem, so... Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, if you that. if the Mod Lord said it, it has to be true. It has to be true. I'll, I'll get banned if I don't agree with it, so... Yeah, wait, wasn't wasn't there something about the natural progression of, of Fire Emblem is XCOM? Something like that? Oh, maybe. I think I've heard that. that Isn't was... there Fire Emblem mods for uh, XCOM, I believe? I th- yeah, there are. I know that exists. There's, I know there's so, like a uh, support level mod. That one I know. Okay. So that's the thing. Yeah. So that's the next step, and then it just kind of has some waifus, and bam, then it <laughs> it then it replaces Fire Emblem. Right. There you go. That's how it works. <laughs> that's see, you know what? That's what our podcast is missing. We don't have the waifu factor. In what? How sense? do you add that? Yeah. What do you what, what? Are you looking for? <laughs> what, what What are you looking to amend that? I don't know. I guess we have. Oh, you know we have we Keegan. That's close enough. Yeah. You know what we should talk about? This has nothing to do with Fire Emblem, but the whole. Uh, That's fine. P- Bowsette. What, what's the name of? Oh Bowsette? God! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my God, dude! I don't it's know if you guys saw this, lately. but but in addition to just the artwork, have you seen that there is now voice work coming out Jesus for that? Christ. Is there really? Where people have I, recorded I so voiceover for what they imagined yet. the character would sound like, and for those that don't know. It's related to the whole crown in New Super Bro- Super Mario Brothers U for the Switch. Uh, Deluxe, Darren. Please okay, don't forget about the Deluxe. <laughs> I wanted to add for the Switch because that was a fun naming convention. But uh, <laughs> but it's based off the power up from that, turning Toadette into Peach to Peachette, and now people are turning that for uh, Bowser, making Bowser. Oh, that makes sense. That's where that came from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It didn't come out of nowhere. There's an origin. But it still kind of doesn't make sense to me because it's like Peach as Bowser, but Toadette's not Peach. I don't know. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the power up. It's the mushroom. I know it's the, the mushroom <sighs> has the power. I know. I, I mean, know. It, it's it's there. It's the What's hilarious there. is this game is probably going to sell so much better because of this yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's also spreading I mean, too. Power there's power. like there's like Booette and a whole bunch of other things that oh, people I are know. making. There, there's a chain chop. I can't. One. I can't open Twitter in public anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's Especially all Bowserette lewds. It is, yeah. I accidentally opened that in class the other day, and I, I saw someone, I mentioned this on the server, I saw someone next to me in class today. It's hilarious. He was playing Fire Emblem Heroes on his iPad. That's the first time I've seen someone play Fire Emblem Heroes before, but he pulled up, like, I don't know, some message board or Twitter, and there was, like, <laughs> there was a big Bowserette lewd, like, on his... <laughs> iPad for a second. I just saw him look around and quickly close it. Like yeah. I saw that. No one else in this room probably knew what that was, but <laughs> I know. But damn, link me that tweet, boy. <laughs> exactly. Just message him. Just message like nudge him. Like, hey. Yeah, I'd be like, yo, you got you got the Bowsette. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I don't. What's know. next? I don't What's understand the, the internet, internet sometimes. The, the, I said this a second ago, but the the biggest surprise to me is that it's been 
I don't know. It's been like five days, which in the internet's time is like a year, and it's 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 only getting like more. It's only getting bigger. It has not died yet. So yeah, like I said, I I saw a clip we'll where there was like a forty second video of someone doing voice lines what they imagined this character would sound like, and I was kind of blown away, going, "Dang, that happened really quick." Yeah. In before Smash mods. Oh boy. <laughs> Because I can guarantee you somebody's working on a 3D model right now. I'm sure. Nintendo's... <laughs> let's see if they ever acknowledge this this thing's existence. They're already looking to shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> the whole company down. It's not worth it. It's going to need a reboot after this. A Mario reboot. <laughs> oh, man. So, other... Darren, what have you been playing? Well... Like Stevie, I too have been buying a lot of games and thinking about playing games, but have had a nasty habit of not doing so. That's that's so the, the age-old dilemma. I've actually played is, is yeah yeah right. It's the the forever backlog. Yeah. The only game I've actually played is Dragon Quest Eleven, which is pretty cool, and it just came out in English about a couple it weeks did, ago. Yeah. So what are you playing that on PC? I am playing on PS4. As from okay. what I understand, that is the slightly better version because the really? PC version has MIDI audio for all of the songs and soundtrack, which there's a mod that's looking to replace that. But okay. in the base version of it, you get slightly worse quality music. But overall, really cool looking game. It's cool yeah, to it's see Dragon gorgeous. Quest take. Yeah, it looks absolutely beautiful. It's cool mm-hmm. to see the series go back to what made Dragon Quest Eight so great. And now verticality is a big thing. So all the towns and locales are huge, and there's tons to explore. There's hidden chests everywhere and tons of goodies and side quests everywhere. I've only played a couple hours. I'm still only with the main hero. I don't have the other party members, but so far it seems to be opening up to something pretty great. So I'll come back to more on that. Otherwise, Fire Emblem related, dabble in heroes every now and then. Got my Finally okay. got my armor team all set up. Got my dragon team set up. It's it's weird to now think I have multiple teams. Years ago when the game came out, I only ever thought about getting like the one or two characters I wanted. Now I'm like thinking about team compositions and all that, and it's, it's oh scary. Boy. Speaking of speaking of dragons, uh, breaking news, which will not be breaking to anyone watching this. We just got an armored blue tiki announced as the new legendary dragon. Oh, oh boy. Oh god, you know, fierce breath. Holy they, shit, it's real. <laughs> This game's got a problem where it's only the same people getting getting the legendary. Yeah, I know, we didn't need another tiki. Like I get it for the legendary characters, but we could have like gladly taken like a legendary leaf or cell or something shit. else that could use a little bit more love. I think, but tiki really. Yeah, old fighter considering and the summer breath. version of that's her ridiculous. is so powerful, and that just happened not that long ago. Yeah, that's true. It's always young Tiki too. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, you know why. You oh, know well. why. Don't don't tell me you don't know why. You know I do why. know why, but I wish I didn't. <laughs> you and that guy in your class know why. That's true. <laughs> he does seem like that type. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, outside of that, uh, I too have been dabbling in the odd other gotcha game, and okay. the biggest one that I've actually been playing and trying to log in every day to get my you know my free stuff or try to do some dailies is hold on i gotta pull up the name because this is not an easy name to pronounce yep. but is the gotcha star ocean game which is an i did not know that existed either this game star is actually, not dead anymore right aren't they making a new one for which star ocean yeah 
they made a new one. It was awful. I don't know. Oh, if that's it right. Save the series. But. Okay. Yeah, his integrity and faithlessness came up for the PS4 a while back, and okay. it was really mediocre. Yeah, that's one of those series I've never touched, but about like I've heard there are good games in that series. I mean, the first two games are are awesome, and I really yeah. like them. But uh, everything else, I find a bit uh, mixed. How do you feel, but... Darren? I know, I know, you're the big Final Fantasy guy, of course. Uh huh. Played yeah. played every game in the series. Loved all of them totally. Every, yeah, that guy Cloud, he's your boy. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I like him more than Leon. Or, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Squall. Squall. I'm showing my I'm showing my Final Fantasy fan there, not even getting his name right. Yeah. Uh, how do you How do you guys feel about all that? Those million Final Fantasy games coming to Switch soon. I said it's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, more nine for people to play. That's always a good thing. And it's the uh, enhanced version. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm still tempted to go back and play 7 on the original PlayStation because I never actually beat that game. I've never beat 7 either. I've only beat one Final get, Fantasy. You, you play the PC version and you get the reunion mod, which is a retranslation that makes that game make a whole lot more sense. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. And then there's also a million mods that improve the graphics. Load yeah, times I was going to say, after a while, you get tired of staring at big fist, tiny shoulder yeah. <laughs> polygon messes. Yeah. I mean, we love Popeye, but we don't want to see him everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Everyone's Popeye in that game. Ugh, I, this this is such old news at this point, but it, it still blows my mind that Cloud is in Smash Brothers. Like, that's, I don't know, crazy. I don't I know how cool. they pulled that off. It is cool. Power of video games. It's the power of Smash Brothers. Like, holy Speaking shit. Speaking of power, Star oh, Ocean M and Nemethis. Yeah. I'm going to say it wrong every time because that name is unpronounceable. But uh, it's really cool. It's 3D, like a lot of the, the hottest gotcha games coming fresh from Japan. Oh, okay. And it's an action RPG still, like the rest of the series. And you can kind of swipe left and right to, to dodge. You can double tap to dash. And there's different combos you can input. And it has multiplayer which works surprisingly well. And it's actually, all things considered, a better Star Ocean game than Integrity and Faithlessness. Interesting. I am I have, I have not spent a cent. The prices are really bad, but there's a lot of really easy ways to get in-game currency in that game, which is something I really appreciate as someone who likes to not go bankrupt playing gotcha <laughs> games. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. <laughs> So I'd say I made th- for any Star Ocean fans out there, or anyone who's vaguely interested, check it out. It's worth seeing. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh no, I I was gonna say uh, I was talking to CV about this before we started recording, but I I had a problem with spending money on heroes, and I I cut myself off. The only thing I spend money on now is whenever they do those monthly orb promotions, and and that's it. And I that's I, a much healthier way to do it. Yeah, I feel a lot better about myself that way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, back when they did the legendary Hector banner, I remember spending like forty dollars to get enough orbs to try and pull him. He's coming I, back. I this new, this new legendary banner. He's the, he's the green. So, well, I, another well, shot. I spent forty dollars and already have him. Oh, <laughs> perfect stats and everything. Nice. <laughs> it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, or, or you could be like uh, our. Our good friend Gwimpage, who spent like $200 to get a plus 10 Brave Hector, because... I hope it was worth it. Because why not, yeah. That seems like a I surprisingly mean, like low amount of money to get a plus 10 Hector, actually. Yeah. 
Maybe it wasn't yeah. 200. I, I, I feel don't like know. Most, most plus 10. Maybe that's what he just says. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> There's probably another <laughs> zero at the end of that. <laughs> that would make a lot more sense. But yeah. uh, that's it for me. I haven't really been able to play a lot of games since working full time and doing transit and commuting and whatnot. So hopefully I'll have more to talk about in another episode. Yeah. I actually, for the first time in a while, I've I've been playing a lot recently. So I, I have a lot to talk about. I guess we can... So, do you want to talk about Octopath a little bit? I mean, I know you want to talk about it quite yeah, a bit. Why don't you get into it? Because you, have- I do. Um, so I, I mentioned this briefly on the show when it came out because I'd been I'd picked it up and I haven't played it a ton recently because I've I don't know I've honestly not felt the desire to. But uh, I I got some issues with that game. Um, first of all, and I don't think this is a broad statement to say a lot of reviews mention this but it's kind of worse than i imagine the story's kind of trash <laughs> yeah and there's it has a lot of people have described it as like a D like thing where you're kind of given a quest hook and then I you're guess. supposed to kind of go off and make your own story but in an rpg especially one that's trying to replicate yeah. like final fantasy 6 and a lot of the classics those had tons of story in between doing the main story stuff and this mm-hmm. game has like none well i think the biggest thing is characters don't even interact with each other like, like they, sometimes they when do doing... later on they well, do okay. later on when, 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 you're, very when you're doing story missions sometimes you can hit the plus button and there'll be like 30 seconds worth of dialogue of characters talking to each other yeah. but I, and I don't... as someone who's a big tales fan and you have access to those things like all the time yeah they're voiced it feels really jarring to have like people like you'll go into a story cutscene that's specific to one character, and they will just act like the other party does not exist. Yeah, like it's in a void because well, the way and, they and designed it, and that you can go grab any character whenever you want. People have talked about this and a lot as well. That seems to be the consequence of that choice. Absolutely, but um, you also get the thing where you know you're you're doing a story mission, and I don't know, you're doing Primrose's story. And you're supposed to be in a location where you're the only person there, and you're in a room, and you start, you know, an encounter where you're talking to someone, and they're the only person that you can see. And then two seconds later, like, your three other party members just pop out of thin air. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I I guess they were just chilling. (laughs) The best example is if you do the thief story, and if you don't start with the main character. Yeah, yeah, Therion, the, the cool guy, the cool scarf. Yeah. If you uh st- if you go to his town to meet him, you'll see a cutscene where these two other thieves are trying to go- break into this big mansion in the town, yep. and they'll go up to him, and go, "Hey, you should work with us and do this." And he goes, "No, I, I only work alone. I can't yeah. work with you. You're amateurs." Then two seconds later, he'll be an NPC on the street, and you talk to him, and he goes, "Hey, hey, you 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 want to break into this mansion <laughs> yeah, with me?" Exactly. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Here, let me quickly tell you the story of my life. <laughs> yeah. But if, you, uh, but if you start with him, it doesn't happen like that. It's just you're on this quest from the match, and then yeah. you kind of just... Other people's stories like that. So who who did you start with? I started with uh, Therian. I started with Therian as well. It's a scarf. The scarf. It after. is the scarf. It's... Yeah, I mean, you, you've always been Team Edgelord with the drafts. You gotta... <laughs> you gotta stay true to what you know. I, I stay true to who I am, what can yeah. I say? It's fair. Therion's okay. I, I don't know. But the, the another problem with this game is, like, a lot of these characters kind of suck. And I'm sorry. I'm, I know I'm offending someone by saying that. But, I, like, everyone loves Tressa. 
I don't know. Tress is such. Tress just feels like any anime protagonist I've ever seen in in any shonen. And a lot of the story, like there really isn't much story going on here. It's just like you go from a town, and and her whole quest is that she just wants to be a good merchant, and she just goes from town to town. Like, I don't know. I I haven't played her whole campaign, and I don't want to spoil things. But from what I've seen so far, and from what I have heard, it, that's kind of just what she's doing the whole game. And and one of the really interesting things is so there's four chapters for every single character, and the point of the game is you're supposed to beat all four chapters with all eight characters. Once you do that, there are no credit sequences that rolls. The the game just keeps going on. And there's some weird super secret final boss that apparently is super difficult and uses all eight characters and credits roll then, but it's pretty hidden and it's like intentionally optional. But I, I don't know. There, there's just some weird choices with this game. I mean, when it came out, initially, like, going towards the launch, I was ex- extremely hyped for it. it yeah, so the was I. I, I. I bought a Switch, was just to play this game, because mm-hmm. it looked amazing, and the demo was really fun. There's a lot going for it, but I think when it came out, a lot of, it got a lot lower of review scores than people expected. Yeah. And a lot of people were citing, like, some of the stuff you were saying about, like, the story and whatnot, and character interaction, which a lot of people initially were kind of confused at especially the character interaction they thought people were just being picky then you play the game and you really see that these characters don't act like a party or or friends or have any camaraderie and it's no, really jarring in a in a japanese style rpg especially since you know we here we all play fire emblem and you you're bros with your party members in those games oh yeah you marry your bros in fire emblem <laughs> oh yeah like, that, that's just how that's just how it is and then you go to you go to Octopath, and there's just none of that. Well, in this game, that is clearly like you said, like Final Fantasy V, Final Fantasy VI inspired, where character interaction, in particular in six, is like one of the biggest things that game has going for it. And the fact that yeah. there's none, just I don't know. It seems odd. It's not quite what I was looking for, but it's yeah. it's not a bad game. No, and, no, no, not at all. No, and the, the combat's really solid, but I, I was mentioning this before the show started. I do have some issues with the combat, and that's more just... First of all, this game is super grindy. Um, you, you'll, you know, you beat all the chapter ones, and you're at, like, level 15 or something like that, and the game's like, great, to do the next one, you gotta be at level 25. It's like, okay, I guess I'll grind characters 10 levels to to get up there, and... There is a specific power in the game the game does not tell you about. The description of the power is, like, it does something interesting. It's called Bewildering Dance, and there is a small chance that you can get times 100 EXP in battle. Uh, You can also get increments of 2, 5, and 10, I think. And that's apparently how you're supposed to level up. But, I I don't know. It it feels weird. I mean, it, I like the gameplay of it quite a bit. I think it's fun. It sounds. It looks great. Yeah. I think it's one of those games where, in the moment to moment, it's really fun to play. But when Absolutely. you walk away from it, you don't really take much away from it. Yeah. I agree 100%. Um, I don't know. If you're in a classic... I, I'd, I'd encourage anyone interested in it to check it out and make their own opinion. Yeah, wait like, for I don't a, want to dissuade you, sale, Stevie. Maybe. I don't know if it's worth the 60 up front. But or the ninety Canadian. Or, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Maybe, maybe like think through. Maybe look at spending ninety dollars in Fire Emblem Heroes or something. I don't. Know. Yeah, th- I mean that's that's <laughs> get, always get, an option. Get your plus three Ninian or whoever. <laughs> Lucina or something. 
Firewall's first lady. <laughs> uh, what else have I been playing? Oh, I've been playing A Hat in Time recently. That game is fantastic. Have any of you guys played that? Nope, I've been told I should. I've thought about it. No, what is this? Uh, so this is a game that was in development for about five years. So it's if you like Mario Sunshine, you'll like this game. That That's like the... the only way I can put it. It's deliberately inspired by like GameCube, PS2 era uh, platforming games. And this is an indie game that, as I was trying to say, was in development for about five years. And it, it came out last year. And I picked it up because it was on sale uh, because the new DLC just came out. Seal the Deal, I think it's called. And there was a sale going on. And if you pick the game up on the day that the DLC dropped, you got to install the DLC for free. So that was kind of cool. Um, I think I'm about halfway through right now, and I don't know. I'm, I'm such a sucker for 3D platformers, in particular that era, like N64, GameCube sort of, and this game, it's it's hitting, hitting all those buttons. Uh, in particular, more than games like Ukulele and stuff like that. There there is an incredible amount of both polish and charm to this game. Just all of the character interactions are really fun. Visually, the game is is really charming that like that's i know that's kind of a buzzword you hear a lot of video game reviewers use but that's that is the the best word i can think of to describe this game there's a lot of little unique animations the art style is very cute and in particular the the game just plays really really well um it came out at about the same time that mario odyssey came out so people were comparing those two games a lot uh last year and I I don't think they're necessarily that similar because they uh, a hat in time is very intentionally mission structured like a lot of the in particular like Sunshine uh, in the 3D Mario series. Um, whereas Mario Odyssey went the sort of small open world route where you're collecting a bunch of moons and you know you get a certain amount and, and can go to the next world. Uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say at this point, but the the game is incredibly fun, and there's there's a really devoted fan base out there. There's a huge modding community, which I thought was kind of interesting, and the game has full mod support, which is always good to see. So, you know, there's plenty to do once you beat the game, but uh, I I recommend that game wholeheartedly. If you have a soft spot in your heart for for games like Mario Sunshine, I I totally recommend it. I mean, I don't know. I love 3D platformers. Um, I'm happy they're... Is it out for the Switch? It's not out for Switch, but it's coming out for Switch. Uh, I, that I, seems like a, a good candidate for my my transit community. Absolutely. Game. I think so. Um, th- this game is like so Nintendo. I, I don't know why it took them so long to get it on Nintendo platforms, but it is it is just screaming Nintendo. It also has mostly full voice acting, and the, the cast does a really good job. Uh, this game, infamously, when Ukulele came out at the beginning of 2017, there was the whole JonTron thing that happened, and they took the JonTron voice acting out of that game. But mm-hmm. JonTron had a role in this game, and they they left him in. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> well, there you go. That's something, I guess. Uh, God, I okay. I'm I'm trying to think of other stuff I can talk about. Um, oh, Darren. Okay. I I preface this. So I ladies and gentlemen, 
drum roll, please. We don't actually have to, <laughs> but I, I, I was waiting on Husser for it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, Husser, do that in editing. Great. No, nah, I'm good. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, buddy. <laughs> I, I beat a video game. <gasps> I did it. Darren, do you, do you have any guesses on what it might be? It's one I've been talking wa- about for a while. There's one I want to say, but I don't believe it. What is it? Persona 4 Golden. Oh, hell no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck no, dude. <laughs> That's what I get for believing. I'll just say, and this kind of gives it away, but it uh, it had a a remaster recently. I'm trying to think, because there's so many games that have had a remaster. Like July. <laughs> I think it was July. I... I... It has a Switch port that has not been released yet. That's in the works for like October or November, something like that. I know when you're going to say it, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But I can't. It's not coming to me. Yeah, it's Dark Souls. (laughs) Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Stevie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I I beat a Souls game. I got good. Uh I'm I'm planning I'm planning on you know writing and publishing a book about that now. <laughs> um, some some say beating a video game is a life changing experience. Yeah, especially well, for those especially that Dark don't Souls. normally beat them. Yeah, especially Dark Souls, you know, because especially that those, in, that instantly means that I'm good at video games. It it also means you know the standard to which all video games are compared to. Exactly. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, I'm going to tell you the, the hottest take of 2018. Uh, Dark Souls is, is a great video game. I, I, I don't mean to, you know, make, make sweeping statements on this show, but I, I feel pretty fair in saying that. Um, yeah, so I, I've had that game on, on PS3 for the longest time, and it's not the greatest port on that. And again, for the longest time, I, I had the PC port, and... Dark Souls, the original Dark Souls before the the remaster came out, has an infamously terrible PC port, and there were a lot of mods and stuff like that, uh, like DS Fix, which were made to to get the game in a working condition. Because anyone who's played the original, I think it's called Prepare to Die Edition or, or something like that. Like that game. That was a that was the Steam version. Yeah, that's the Steam version. Like that game out of the box is literally unplayable. Um, and even with all the mods and stuff like that, I could never get the game to run properly. But the remaster came out, and f- for some reason, which, Darren, have you played the remaster at all? I have not, because uh, for me on PC, I because when the remaster came out, it actually took away the original PC version from the right. Steam store. But if you bought it, you still have it in your library, and that version is... Most of the improvements in remaster outside of the graphical updates mm-hmm. are in the Steam version provided if you use the uh, Durante fix. Yeah, for, like, exactly. The increased frame rate, whatnot. But I have been meaning to play it at some point, and I was ideally waiting for the Switch version. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess you probably know this, but it's worth mentioning this to anyone interested. The Switch version is locked at 30, which I don't know if. I don't know. The original Dark Souls was designed around 30 FPS, but I I am one who feels that those games play a hell of a lot better in 60. So they they definitely do. Yeah. But 
as someone who played Demon Souls, which was oh infamous <laughs> that to run it sometimes like ten 15. frames a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not the end of the world. No, uh, it's not. It, it it is nice to have that extra higher frame rate. It helps those dodge rolls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I I ended up picking up the remaster because, like I said, I I couldn't get the original to work at all, uh, even with all the the fixing mods and whatever. And they they did a decent thing where they gave people who own the original, like myself, uh, I think it's fifty percent off. So. The game is $40 new. It's not the full 60 So I picked up the remaster for 20 And for me, I, I thought it was absolutely worth the the 20 Um This game had a lot of weird, like, sort of debate when it came out. There, there were a lot of people talking about how this was, like, one of the worst remasters ever and, and stuff like that. I genuinely don't understand why people are saying that. This... This is a totally serviceable remaster, and it is certainly better than a lot of remasters I've played. You know, it's, I don't know, it's not like Wind Waker HD or something like that, where they're, they're actually fixing problems in the game that could have been fixed. And th there are, I mean, as, as much of a masterpiece as people like to call Dark Souls, which I, I certainly agree with, there, there are areas in that game which could be in Proved, which they did. <laughs> Isolates. <sequels>. Yeah, <laughs> no. well, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the big one, uh, <laughs> which they could have done something to resolve in this game, and they they chose not to. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's not too surprising because no, the, the hatred is always within the Dark Souls community. Mm -hmm. It's like one of the most self-hating communities ever. Absolutely. There, there's so many people and purists in there who yeah. want things a certain way. So it's. It, it's just more of that than anything else. Like, there's people when they announce content like the, like Dark Souls three, they would complain before it even come out. So it's it's just the nature of things. Yeah. But this, I don't. I mean, in particular, this this was a great PC port, which is always nice to see. Uh, it has a small detail that I have seen in very few games. The only other one that comes off the top of my head is actually Hat in Time. Funny enough, where. Uh, you can have a PS4 controller plugged in, automatically recognizes it's a PS4 controller. It button maps everything to, you know, the PS4 buttons instead of Xbox buttons, which the original PC version didn't do. And if you, for some reason, want to play these games on keyboard, which, God help you if you do, they're they're not meant for keyboard and mouse. I mean, people have played Dark Souls and worse. That's true. It's all about like the USB bags, steering wheel. Keyboards, well, yeah. all that. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but if, if you register another input on another controller, it instantly swaps all of the buttons you know, in, on the HUD and in-game text to whatever input you just did. There's no, uh, you know, there's no menu you have to go to, into to switch controllers. And the game runs at an incredibly solid 60, which is no surprise from a game from, what, 2011? Something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, Darren, I, I loved it. <laughs> It was... No, it's great. It's it's one of those games that there are very few games in my life that I will get the hankering every four or five months to go, you know what, I need to play this again. And Dark Souls and by extension, much of that series is one of those it's one of those games that I constantly have the drive to try something new, to do a different build or to yeah. 
to play a new game plus three or do something like that. And, and it, there's so much fun and experimentation to be had there. Exactly. And it's one, of, it's one of those games that you could bring to a deserted island and just... Be, I, w- I would not get bored of it. The other thing I want to state, which I think people have been saying recently, is that this game is not as difficult as people say, I think. Or it's it's challenging in a different way. I mean, obviously, you know, there's there's the whole get good meme and whatever. And I think there are some members of the community who really try and scare people away with how difficult they say this game is. And I would say Dark Souls is much more challenging, and it is difficult. There are a couple of kind of BS sections, but you you get over it. And <laughs> I slip. Yeah, I slip no. exactly. Sorry. Or seen in my throat. smog. That was. That was the first wall I hit, <laughs> unsurprisingly. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, if you're if you're scared to play Dark Souls, just watch a couple videos online. Th- there'll be some purists that'll be like, "No, you have to go in completely blind. That's the Dark Souls experience." I, I kind of say, "Fuck that shit." Just like look stuff up. It's fine. It's one of those games where there's some things that are cryptic enough where it's like, yeah, unless you're reading every single like lore piece of you know, tiny little items you find, you're probably not going to find out about some item locations or, or secrets that could be really useful. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm running out of things to say, but... Stevie, God. have you played Dark Souls? Yeah. I've been told to several times by my friends. There's always some new game or something that I'm supposed to check out. Right now, it happens to be the new uh, Monster Hunter game that got released on Steam, which actually has what looks to be a really cool character creation. I saw that, and that kind of made me want to play it, but yeah, I just I haven't had the time, so I haven't checked it out. That, that, that's true. The di- but clearly, the if you guys like bigger. it so much, like there must be something pretty cool about it. So, why'd you mention mention Monster Hunter? Now oh, the list God. just got bigger. Yeah. That's true. I was so say I, I need to play Hat in Time, need to play Dark Souls Remaster, and now I need to play Monster Hunter World. See, that's the thing. There's always like a new game every month or every couple weeks that my, some friend of mine is bugging me to play. So, yeah. Shit, there's Mega Man 11 coming out in like a week. Oh. F- that's in a week? What the fuck? It's like October 11th. Jesus, I have that demo downloaded on my Switch, and I haven't even touched it yet. <laughs> well, I mean, the level might oh. last you long enough. That's true. No, knowing my rate it's, it's of... A really long, no, it's a really long <laughs> level. Games. There's like a meme about how long that level is. Really? It's, it's, oh, <laughs> That's yeah. funny. It's great. God, I'm excited for that game, though. Fuck, I love Mega Man, dude. Mega Man's Speaking so of Dark Souls, Mega Man, just like it. <laughs> the, the dark, some might say the Dark Souls of platformers. The Dark Souls of the NES. Yeah. There you go. Well, there you Put go. that on the back of the box. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Go, go retcon the old box and update the time. <laughs> I did pick up, by the way. Darren, are you an X fan? You are an X fan, right? I am a Mega Man fanatic. I'm okay. in my new place right now, and the only personal picture i have up on the wall is a frame picture of every single mega man boss oh my poster. god <laughs> who's your favorite do you so have I love a favorite mega man. <sighs> boss or game how about b- both we'll uh go i've both. always liked quick man for mega man 2 a lot i liked his design cool. quite a bit i like i like him in the battle network games and for game i'll say mega man zero three hmm zero three yeah, I gotta get to the Zero series. I've heard incredible things about them, but I I've not. Hey, played if you like X, games. you'll like them. I've I heard the, the ZX games. games are really good too. Um, They're pretty cool. Yeah, but I like. But I think the Zero games are just top level. 
Yeah, I I do have I I picked up uh, X Legacy Collection one when that came out, so I'm I'm excited to go through all those games. I I got a power through one, which I've played ninety five percent of, maybe five times. Uh, maybe one day. Yeah, maybe you'll one get day. the satisfaction of finishing another game, but we might have to wait a few years for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, we might. We might. Um, God, There's a great joy in finishing your second ever game. That's true. <laughs> you'll you'll find that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Damn. I should get around to finishing one of those Fire Emblem games one of these days. <laughs> maybe maybe for one of the drafts you should consider it. Oh, God, we have maybe, the maybe for draft. Your, maybe for your favorite one, like Theresia, your favorite one, right? Yeah, my favorite one. The, the, anyway. That you didn't finish. Anyway, was your moving on. <laughs> I Darren, beat it twice, Devin. Come yeah, Darren's, Darren's going to... He's taking another hiatus soon. Uh, <laughs> the same manner as Chris. Um... Anyway, the, the game, I do want to talk about one more game, just because I know I've talked about it a lot, but I, I want to make sure we have enough in this segment. Uh, I've been playing that, that Spider-Man PS4 game a lot recently. Um, God, that game is fucking incredible. Like, that, I don't know, I, I thought it was going to be pretty good, but that game has just blown me away in in every turn. There's There's some BS, as... There tends to be with open world game, but open world games, but this is the only open world game that I've ever played where I don't mind the BS at all because the core gameplay is so incredibly fun that it's like, yeah, you know what? I will take an hour out of my day to go chase pigeons in New York, which is an actual thing you can do in this <laughs> game. Um, God, I don't know if if you're a Spider-Man fan and you have a PS4, you've probably picked this game up already because. I mean, apparently it's the best-selling PlayStation uh, exclusive ever, so... Yeah. Probably. Uh, you've probably picked it up, but Darren, you're a Spider-Man fan, right? I like all the movies, and I grew up with some of the cartoon in the 90s, but... Yeah, so what you're trying to say I, is The I Amazing the Spider-Man 2 is the greatest superhero film ever created, right? <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 I would rather watch Spider-Man 3 than Amazing Spider-Man 2 any day of the week. You know what? Hot too. take. Hot take. I fucking adore Spider-Man 3. It's not a it's not a good movie. I actually like that movie too. Yeah. I like it except for the fact when they retcon Uncle Ben's death. Do they? Yeah, they, they, they go, "Oh, it. sad man bumped into the guy and so he pulled the trigger when he oh, bumped that's into right. him." <laughs> yeah. And then he's holding Ben Parker and he's like I'm like, I'm sorry. What do I do? He gets caught. So I I have, in an, like, I have a great love for this the Sam Raimi Sam Raimi trilogy of Spider-Man movies, as I think a lot of people do. I grew up with those movies. I mean, you're in New York, so you must like Spider-Man. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we'll get to that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it actually connects. Uh, yeah, it kind of does. Uh, <laughs> So when when I say this, it must mean something. I think I'm a decent amount way through the story. Uh, I've been doing a lot of the side missions and stuff like that. I'm I actually think I'm gonna go for 100% in this game, which is not something I ever do with open world games, uh, because usually, as I mentioned previous, there's a lot of dumb BS stuff you gotta do. But I I haven't gotten bored of it yet, and I've been doing most of it. So we'll see. But I, I'm at about, I think I'm at about 60% on my save file right now, and that's including, you know, side missions and whatever. So I, I, I'm assuming I'm in about the third act right now. Um, so I think it's safe to say this is the best interpretation I've ever seen of Peter Parker. Uh, 
I, I don't remember the voice actor who does his character. I was not sold on him at first, but I got used to him, and he does a fantastic job. This game unquestionably has the best interpretation I've ever seen of Mary Jane, which is, granted, not saying that much, <laughs> because he was probably the worst part about the Sam Raimi trilogy. But MJ is awesome in this game. Um, God, I don't know. It's just... People have talked about this endlessly, but uh, the swinging mechanics in that game, it's so liberating. It's so, like, tightly refined to the most minute details. There are tiny little animations in this game for every stupid thing. Like, one example is, it's just such a nice touch, especially as a Spider-Man fan. Um, you know, you're fighting people on rooftops a lot of the times, because you're fucking Spider-Man. Of course you're going to be on rooftops. And, uh, you can knock enemies off of roofs, which obviously would kill them <laughs> if, if they hit the ground. But Spider-Man doesn't kill people, so there's a little animation where there's no input for it. Uh, Spider-Man just shoots a web at them when they go off a building, so they get webbed to a wall, so they don't die. It, it's just, there's, there's so many little details that it's like, they, they didn't have to do that. People probably wouldn't complain if enemies just fell off of buildings and nothing happened. But they care enough about the source material, and, and they clearly have such, such a love for Spider-Man that, I don't know, they, they took the extra time. From what I've heard, the story of this game is, is not super long, which I can tell just because you, you see all these little minute animations, the differences in like, the way that you let go of webs to, to grab onto another ones, and like, the different flips that, that Peter will do. You can tell they spent a hell of a lot of time just getting the game to work. And the game is fantastic at as is, but it makes me more excited for a sequel more than anything. Um, God, I don't know. The, the story, for the most part, has been, you know, for, for a Spider-Man game, has been pretty damn well written. Um, I, I guess the biggest complaint I can say about the story is, and, and people have talked about this in reviews a little bit, it's kind of the Mr. Negative show, which is honestly not a villain I'd even heard of. <laughs> Same. Uh, and he's okay, but I, I don't know. Like, Norman Osborn is in this game. I don't even know if he's Green Goblin. It's kind of interesting. Norman Osborn is the mayor. Uh, Harry Osborn is mysteriously not in the game whatsoever, which is kind of interesting again to see in a Spider-Man game um, so hopefully they'll use him for the sequel and by the way Sony has not announced the sequel but there is going I mean, to be after a, those sales figures I, I, that, I mean, that announced the sequel in itself yeah there, there's there's going to be a sequel <laughs> like this game sold something I, I remember I saw it was like 3.5 million copies in a week and a half like there's 100% there's three sequels in fact yeah exactly <laughs> Um, God, I, I, I know I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words here, but I... Well, it sounds like another thing to add to the list. Yeah, Darren, I know. I know you like them superheroes. That's already, like, what, like... Those Kate uh, boys. I'm, I'm trying to calculate the price of all these new games. Like, two two of them are new games. I guess yeah. three of them with Mega Man 11, so that that's, like, well Well, over, that game's, like, what, 20 bucks. or 30 I mean, I'm in Canada, oh, that's, so it's like yeah. forty something. It's like forty something. Yeah, it's not ninety though. No, God no. 
No. <laughs> it, can't, it can't be. Jesus, can't could be. you imagine if they released Mega Man 11 at 60? And I'd buy it. <laughs> I, I don't uh, know if I would. I would. I love Mega Man too yeah. much. Ugh. Man. Now, I guess, I guess we just need another X game. I mean, I guess that'll be the test. That's the dream. Everyone go buy a Meg- Mega Man 11, even if it sucks. Even if it's $90. Yeah, even if it's $90. It <laughs> go buy it so we can get more, because Mega Man. All yeah. you have to do is knock over the plus 10 Hector, and you can afford Mega Man 11. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can you know, you know, can afford a few Mega Man 11s. Buy them for your friends. <laughs> there you go. That's how you support a title. Yeah. We're we're just trying to we're trying to spread the love here at Emblemcast. To non fire emblem to non fire emblem games because <laughs> that series sucks. But you know, oh yeah, Darren, Darren, by, quickly before we move on to to the email segment, because I don't think you were on the episode when when we talked about this, and you as well, Stevie. Um, what are your guys' impressions of Three Houses? Not that we have a ton to go off of right now, but. First impressions, I guess, on that that trailer we got. Darren, why don't you go first? Because I went first last time. Sure. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn a little bit, and some of like the visual style and seeing kind of how the models look and all that. And, and SMT cool four. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Looks and a I lot really like, like those game. games. I really I like those games. All those games are good. So I'm hoping that it is of a similar quality, if not a better quality, than those. I mean, we don't have a lot. I'm curious to see if there's going to be more than the three houses slash nations and see what goes on there. Because after the Fates games... Get I'm, ready for three versions, Darren. I am i don't want three <laughs> versions. I really don't. And I really want a good story. Because I feel like it's been a hot minute since I've been... Well, I guess I did, I did hold on, like hold on, Darren, uh, Echoes. I, we, we, need to, we need to slow down for a minute. Are you saying... That Fates doesn't have a good story. <laughs> I feel like I've said that on almost every episode I've been on since the game came out. Wow, I'm, I might have to ask you to, to step down from your position because I'm, I need to. Ed- I'm you are ejected offended. from your seat as guest on this podcast. <laughs> podcast is over. But I mean, there's not a lot to go on for three houses. But I'm I'm really hopeful that it's going to be the next great Fire Emblem game. And being on the Switch, I feel like that gives it a big leg up. And it, it gives it it gives it the best qualities of being a console fire emblem and being a portable fire emblem like we know and love and be able to take that on the go. So I hope yeah. they take advantage of that. And hopefully they don't copy Radiant Dawn and have like two hour long missions. Well, hopefully if they copy Radiant Dawn for anything, it's the voice acting. <laughs> hey, better that than Path of Radiance. Is it though? Yeah. I guess. Ike! <laughs> Stay back! <laughs> Go back and listen to those Path of Radiance cutscenes and you tell me. Neither of them Dawn are good, have a million times. But Radiant Dawn had, like, way better. It was, it's not well, even a contest. Who could forget? What if I hit her? <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, at least you can understand the Black... Well, I guess the Black Knight doesn't really talk in that game. But... The Black Knight's voice acting, freaking Path of Radiance, is just sounds like a dude talking in a tin can, which might be accurate, <laughs> but it's not cool. <laughs> it kind of does. Three houses. Doesn't it? Uh, what about you, Stevie? What do you think about the game? Yeah, um, 
I definitely share a lot of the same thoughts that you had. One thing that I am concerned about, though, with the whole, like, your characters actually have armies with them thing. I do think that that's mm. cool because it's getting more into, like, I guess, Advance Wars territory a little bit where you have, like, the squadron. I don't like that they're all generic units because yeah. I just feel like it's really, like, boring looking in the background. Like, there needs to be some, like, individuality between all the dudes that are just standing there in the background. I agree. Uh, like, I, I don't... At least with tanks, you're like, okay, I got some cute little, you know, orange or blue tanks or something in the background. Like, you don't really care that they're all the same because that's how they were built. These are dudes, and they all have, like, the same haircut, same outfit, like, just spamming up the screen. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I also feel like, um, you know, with a lot of these games from, like, Nintendo and stuff, they often take, like, trips around the country, and, like, wherever they go ends up, like, inspiring the project that they're working on. Mm Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, that's that's usually the case yeah. with Pokemon. But for this, like I'm really feeling like it, it remains to be seen, obviously, until the game comes out. But I'm wondering if they got inspired by Game of Thrones at all. <laughs> like if they've been like watching it or like binging it over there because the whole Oh, that's what I've always wanted. <laughs> yeah, the whole multiple houses thing seems like it. Um just Devin, that game's called Theracia seven seven six. Uh kinda. In America. It's your favorite Fire Emblem It game. is my favorite. Sorry, Stevie. Continue. <laughs> yeah, so the, the whole thing about each house with the banners, and then uh, there's going to be, it seems like special sort of relics of power that potentially each house might have. And, and I don't know, just things like that. I was getting a very Game of Thrones vibe from it, so I'm wondering if they were inspired by that at all. In which case, I would hope that the story would be quite interesting and hopefully some nice plot twists or something, because... I don't know. I would want something like that. Make it interesting. But picture this. Garen and Grima team up. <laughs> oh. and, that, and that's the game. What's the what's his name? The sorcerer who awakens Grima. Oh, Iago. Like the villain. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, that's, oh. Uh, that's and Fates. Fates, yeah. Validar. You're talking about Validar? Validar. Yeah, Validar. Oh, my Validar and, and Garen team up. That's even more generic. <laughs> my boy. Another portal opens oh. and characters from Fire Emblem Fates come out. There's more time travel zombies. <laughs> please, please no more inter... You know, time travel I'm okay with to an extent, but like the whole multiple dimensions thing was just where I, I, I dropped. I dropped there. Yeah, wasn't it cool when like, you know, uh, parents and Fates dramatically cut off the lifespan of their kids because they made them age like 18 years and fucking a week or whatever? That was cool. Stripping their kids of a quarter of their life. That's nice. I'm also just hoping that we get some, you know, this is uh, a hot topic, I'd say, because a lot of people don't like multiplayer in Fire Emblem. But I think if you're going to have a Fire Emblem on the Switch, there better be some sort of, like, interactivity between different people. Uh, like, and a I lot agree. better It'd than, be cool like, to just, just spot, pass, spot pass stuff, because I, I don't know. I think Awakening was okay, but it would have been nice to actually be able to play against each other at the very least. Did I know that usually you play the Shadow Dragon broken. multiplayer? I have, actually, yeah. I kind of liked that. I actually did, until hackers ruined it and made it not yeah. very fun, because people would hack, yeah. like, Imhulu and stuff like that. But That's what happens yeah, yeah, with yeah. the whole, uh, like, spot pass battle things with, with fates and everything, from what yeah. I understand as well. Not something I ever got into, but... And I know there was, like, warp shenanigans or something like that, so sometimes there are skills that end up being broken, which I I always wonder, like, why they don't take, like, a day and have somebody just, like, patch it and make it yeah. slightly worse or something. And just or an awakening, just be like, hmm, maybe if, you know, maybe if you kill an enemy, maybe it's a little little broken to ha- take a completely another action once 
once you successfully oh, yeah, do that. <laughs> what a fun skill. Yeah. It's true. But yeah, I just hope we get something out of it, because I don't... Like, I love Echoes, but I feel like Echoes was very lacking in terms of, like, spot pass and, and friend functionality. So Yeah, and it's, I get it, it's definitely it's a, a single-player That's one. true. And there yeah. was that, like, $50 D- DLC that was more expensive yeah, that was than the cra- actual game. Yeah, the DLC was crazy. I hope they not they know not to do that again. At least the price, the price Well, they probably for Echoes, they didn't make three versions out of it, so there's progress there. <laughs> That's true. But then the DLC was crazy price. So I have seen some people already fearing that there's going to be three versions of this game. I kind of feel oh, like there probably gonna... won't be. No, I, it seems like yeah. there's going to be one to me, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. I, I cannot afford three ninety dollars Switch no, games. Me I'm sorry, Nintendo. I'm sorry, Fire <laughs> Emblem. I'm sorry, listeners. I can't. I just can't. Yeah, especially like three versions of the last game. I mean, I don't know. The twenty dollars I spent on Revelation is a twenty dollars. I, I wish every day I could get back. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps you up at night. It does. <laughs> just keeps on hurting. It does. Man, anything else before we? We go into the next segment, Darren. Any anime? You're the anime dude. I I've been lacking as the anime dude. I've been I've been a very basic anime dude, just watching My Hero Academia and loving it. And that's yeah. It. Do you recommend that? That's another one of those yes. shows I got to watch. <laughs> yes, I recommend it. Oh, if, do, if I, you're I, if you ride the super ha- the superhero hype wagon after Spider Man, I am right there now. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you're let's in a good check it out. For it. Um, I, I will say it. I haven't mentioned this on the podcast before, and I promise this will be the last thing before the next segment. But um, uh, I've been trying to get into some of the the classic anime stuff that I've I've never really seen before. So I watched Perfect Blue recently. That's an incredible movie. I'm I'm That's a good movie. big big Satoshi Kon fan, and I finally it took me fucking long enough. I watched the Akira movie. That is like, I don't know. That's I an inc- to see that. incredible yeah. film. And I've I've started to pick up the manga. The manga is even better. Yeah, I mean the manga has half the story. Yeah, well, it has the, it has the other half, I should say. It's like more than half, because from yeah, what I understand, the the movie. So for for people who don't know the the history of Akira, um, the the manga was written before, during, and after the film. So the the film is the first half of the first volume some random shit in the middle, and then the last half of the last volume. Uh, so there is there is a ton of ton of story that you miss out on. But I, I'd recommend, if you're curious to get into Akira, which if, if you're an anime fan or enjoy Japanese entertainment, it's it's absolutely a, a must-see thing. Watch the movie, and if, if you like the movie, you're probably going to have some questions, because the middle half does get a little bit confusing. Uh, but if you like it enough, absolutely read the manga, because I am totally enjoying it, and the movie's like a 9 or 10 out of 10 for me, and, and the manga's even better. So take that for what you will. Now, lots of hot takes today. <laughs> Dark Souls is a good video game, and Akira's a good anime. I, I'm just... man. <laughs> anyway, with that, let's go on to the next segment. Husser, cue the music.
And welcome back to your favorite Pokemon Go Final Fantasy themed podcast. I'm Devin. We got Darren and Stevie. The Darren the Darren and Stevie show. show part two. That was the name of the episode we did with you. That's right. Yeah, I was gonna say earlier I was yeah, gonna mention yeah. that. Part two. God. I mean I, know, would, I would say highly superior here. to the Darren and Sheffin show. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I feel like it's had a better run so far. I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, it feels a bit more consistent. Let, let's. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to point any fingers or say any names. But one out of, uh, you know, Stevie or Sheffin, one of them likes Fe Nine and one of them doesn't. So make make your own conclusions there. One of them likes likes good video games. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So in the third segment of the show, which is the second segment, because we don't have emails. By the way, if you want to email us, you can email us at emblemcast at gmail.com. Easy email. What's that? I missed that. I wasn't listening. That's at emblemcast at email. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I wasn't emblemcast listening. Emblemcast at email.com. There you go. <laughs> at gmail.com. Oh yeah, by the way, we oh, have a Patreon too. Uh Emblemcast. Fuck. I- I'm not even doing this intentionally. I was about to say emblemcast.com slash Patreon. Patreon.com slash emblemcast. You can Damn, you can global now. You can help us pay for SoundCloud. because uh, <laughs> that's about all we have right now. Um Anyway, uh, for this third segment of the show, we are going to be talking about multiplayer in the series. In particular, I guess, with Three Houses, because that's, that's the next thing on the horizon. Uh, we, we touched on it on segment one, talking a little bit about uh, the Shadow Dragon online multiplayer back when that was the thing. And Hackers, everyone's favorite. Um, I don't know. Do you, does anyone want to start off with this? Well, I think it's safe to say that all of us, I think the idea of spot pass is neat in that you can kind of preview your your friend's data or just strangers and go like, oh, look how far they are. Look what units they decide to use. That's kind of cool in the sense. I remember when Awakening first released, I was actively fighting the other Robins out there and I was trying to see, because I pride myself on being a serious veteran and I wanted to ensure I beat the crap out of every Robin I came across to, to prove that, you know, I'm that good. Yeah. And I think so. So what you're trying to that. say is, is that Fire Emblem is the Dark Souls of strategy RPGs. <laughs> it well, technically, you know, it kind of is the Dark Souls of tactical turn-based RPGs because when someone's dead, they're dead. That's true. Unless you're, unless you're on on casual mode or Phoenix mode, then it's not. That's true. Phoenix but Master otherwise, One. Could That's be. what he's could be considered that. Hey man, all respect. But. uh I think the big thing is I, I like Spot Pass. I think that would not hurt the series to keep it in. I'm not sure what to what capacity the actual Switch has for that sort of ghost transfer. If that's just going to be a case of if you're connected to the internet, you download people's ghosts automatically yeah. and kind of go fight them that way. I think that's neat, but I don't. I wouldn't want that to be the focus. I think that's something we could probably agree on. Spot Pass is Spot Pass is cute. <laughs> that's that's the best word I think I have for it. Like it's. But I don't think it should replace multiplayer. Yeah. I agree. Um, I don't know. See, multiplayer is one of those things that's always sounded appealing to me in, in Fire Emblem. I'm not sure how they do it. I'd love to see it. I, I know that there's that uh, 
I think Gast, I remember seeing a, a couple months back, I, I think it was Gast, was playing, it was an FE8 hack that ha you can like battle your friends online, and you have different squads and, and stuff like that, and that's kind of interesting. Um, that does remind me of back in the day with the Link Cable Arena. I actually yeah, had yeah. friends who I'd gotten into Fire Emblem and would actually play Link Arena with. Really? See, I've, I've never totally. played that before. Like, actually, legitimately. And I don't think I would enjoy it as much now, especially knowing how exploitable certain characters are in combination of skills. But back in the day, that was a really fun activity for us, mm -hmm. was these teams that we pride ourselves on using, especially because kids like me who only owned a handful of Game Boy Advance games would play Fire Emblem, like Sacred Stones and Seven, over and over and over again, and have a bunch of different teams. And so that would be really fun to experiment and see, like, oh, here's my, my perfect team versus what he considers to be his perfect team. And that was a fun in it. And that kind of works in that you can just choose who you want to fight, but it's also broken that you could pick the character that you have an advantage against. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, mm -hmm. there needs to be a way to balance a system that's inherently in the player's favor for two players. Yeah, that's, that's Fire a good point. Going first is a huge advantage. Absolutely. And so they have to figure out a way to balance that, either giving you some sort of capacity for simultaneous turns or a way to de to fairly determine or make it, like, round-based. I, I think that, yeah, I think like that'd be the squads. way to do it. Like, two out of three or something like that. Um, I, I think the big thing that we all want to see, though, is, you know, they had those spot-pass battles and, and whatever on Awakening into Fates, and people would design their their teams specifically on fates and you know people would play rev and grind characters up and you know put go crazy with with skills and and whatnot um that's all fine but i'd like to see those battles uh you know like human versus human instead of human versus ai as they were in the 3ds games uh i don't know i'm, I'm trying to think they, they could certainly add other modes like, do you think there'd be a way for them to do two-player, like, two armies fighting, you know, one big enemy army or something like that? That could be kind of fun. I think they could totally do that. Yeah. Especially with how they've you've seen, like, other phase or ally phase. Mm -hmm. I think they could work something around there. Obviously, you need to do something to make turns from going on forever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that would be a huge problem. It's just someone in the ally phase leaves. They go to go get up or something, and they just don't. Come well, that no, knowing Nintendo, that'd be the kind of thing that, like, they do. You know, couch co-op probably wouldn't yeah. be online. Maybe, yeah. That's that's fair too. Yeah. It, it could be kind of fun, but at the same time, it's kind of like, why not just give that to one player? But I think there's a certain merit. I, here's what I say: if you can make it so that if you had two switches or something like that, mm -hmm. so you have two separate screens. One person's doing the ally phase during the main player phase, and the only the main player phase will actually end the turn. Okay. And you have to obviously do some programming or balancing around how they could only attack one. You have like only one attack can happen per time, or something like that, to avoid causing weird hangups or scenarios like that. That might be a way for it to work. Yeah, I could see that working. Another thing I don't know that, if it necessarily improves the experience. Another thing that I, I'd I'd like to see, and uh, this this is off the topic of three houses, I'd like to see some kind of improvement to multiplayer and heroes because I think there's there's a lot uh, 
I don't know. There, there's a lot of potential that they could tap into there, but mm-hmm. I don't know the the way they have it. I guess they have those. I can't even remember what they're called right now. Um, you have those big like twenty versus twenty maps or whatever that are seven turns, and you know you can use your your friends' allies or, or voting gauntlets. But that's not that interesting. I think you could. There would be a way to design some sort of co-op or human versus human uh, battle in Heroes, and I, I think that'd be really fun. What about you guys? I would agree with that. I think there's a lot of potential. But, I mean, at this point, we can't even speak to friends in the game, yeah, which is true. something that I think... You should at least be able to do something with the, the castle guests. I don't really like that it's just a generic message every single time. I know that people would abuse it if you could type your own stuff in there. But at the very least, if you could, like, I don't know, share something with a friend. Yeah. Even if it was, like, a, like a screenshot of, like, your latest poll or something like that from the, uh, you know, the new banner, you could send that to a friend in there. Like, I get that, you know, everyone has texting and stuff. You could just do it that way. But it'd be so cool if there were more interactive features within the app itself that you can do with friends. So what so about I, this? This is kind of a hot topic, or at least one that I, I've always considered. Um, how would you feel about some sort of ability to trade units? between friends i feel like for that i think that'd be cool because i mean pokemon go has that yeah they they added that units you get units a different way though in pokemon go you capture them you go out to events and capture them. but what's what's interesting a lot of time people spending money to get those units what's interesting with pokemon go is they found ways to balance the trading out because did, yeah, yeah, because things like shinies and legendaries, you can only do one of those trades a day, and you have to be like a certain friendship level with people to do that. And also, if I don't know, if you're giving someone like a 10 CP Magikarp, and like they're giving you a 2,000 CP Charizard or something like that, uh, there's Stardust that goes into the trade that, you know, the 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 higher difference level between the the two pokemon the more stardust that you have to put in there so there are ways like you could use feathers or badges or, or something like that right. to, to balance these things out you, could, you absolutely could you know? I, I like that idea yeah mm-hmm. and sometimes it would help because if you got the wrong pull that someone else wanted it'd be awesome to just swap it with a friend or give them a yeah. better iv of somebody that you don't care about or whatever i mean i feel like everyone here is probably at some point or another pulled a, a hero from a banner that they didn't really want yeah well, Stevie and I were talking about this before the show started. Say I, I pulled Levitain on the new banner, and you pulled, what, three Legarns or something like that? I did, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, we, we both have a unit that we want that we don't necessarily have a need for, then we could trade those units. And, I don't know, it, it'd be a nice feature. Mm-hmm. But to kind of wrap around back to this could probably extend to heroes to an extent yeah. too but one thing i was just thinking of for actual either cooperative or maybe even pvp would be a kind of thing similar to how mass effect handled multiplayer in that you have a custom character of a class you choose and you can do things to level it up so what if you had a mode in three houses for example where you have a four-player co-op mode where each character, each player contributes a single character. And this is their custom avatar, we'll say for now, since that's a thing that's existed in the series before. Mm-hmm. And so maybe depending on like the mission you're doing or how much you play the multiplayer, you earn levels. And you earn gold that you can buy equipment for this character. And you go in and engage in these various challenge missions to unlock maybe stuff for the main game. Maybe it's like 
more gold or a certain item or maybe it's like special uh, promotion seals that they do a DLC. Maybe that's a way to incentivize people to play it. And then the actual multiplayer, you're each having your own turn at some point, like whether that's other or ally or maybe the enemies also get like a stagger turn order too to balance it out. And that's that one work. way of having like co-op that that might be a bit more meaningful than just having someone be at the same couch and control random NPCs. Yeah, right. That could absolutely work. And that might even work for something like Heroes because you have your own. It, like it's not entirely different from how the uh, the voting polls and the voting gauntlets work. Absolutely. From sending in one character to go help out. This is totally not what we're talking about, but I want I want to put it out really quickly because I thought of it and I'm going to forget about it. I think a cool thing to alleviate, we were talking about in the break a little bit, the, the problem kind of with the five-star pools and some of these really powerful, uh, excuse me, it, uh, elus- elusive, these really powerful skills that you get, you know, things like steady breath or, or special spiral or whatever. I think it'd be kind of interesting if they give you like one combat manual for a powerful skill and as like a Tempest Trial reward. Not not what I we're mean, talking it would, about. It would save a lot <laughs> but, of people a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you guys have any more thoughts on multiplayer? Because if, if we don't, we can get into the second part of this discussion. I think, I mean, clearly, there's plenty of ways that they could pull it off and find a way to balance it. So yeah. my biggest concern is that I just hope that they put the effort into doing that, or at least somewhat. Because judging by Path of Radiance and and how that kind of did very well on the GameCube, uh, as far as I'm aware, this is their next big console. And I mean, uh, actually, scratch that. What I'm talking about is Awakening really blew up on the 3DS. Right. It was one of the top like five or ten uh, 3DS games for the longest time. And I know that some people actually bought 3DSs just to try that game. Bates so did ridiculous they, numbers as well, especially right. if you count they have the people's attention. Versions. Yeah. They, they absolutely have people's attention. So with this game, they are going to have even more attention, I think, because if it, if it comes out and people know that it's a great game, it's going to absolutely blow up as well. So they'll have probably even more you know, non-Fire Emblem players than ever with the ability to play it. So I just hope that they don't screw up. I hope that they really um, you know, don't go autopilot on this one and just really pull out all the stops again. That's my concern. Because at least with Awakening, like you knew why they were pulling out all the stops because it could be the last one ever. Mm-hmm. I just want to see like that continued level of effort in this game as well. So right. So what you're saying is, uh, the awakening art for Selica and Alm, like that should. <laughs> that's the metric that's, that no, we're going we're, on. We're for saying that. we're saying the launch heroes art for Crom, but the long neck for everyone. That's what we're. Did saying. They fix that. Yeah, they, I don't even no. remember that. No, his neck Lloyd- is. To be honest, I think Lloyd is worse. Lloyd is far worse. What what happened to Lloyd? Linus looks fine. What happened to Lloyd? What happened to his brother? He was supposed to be the pretty one. He developed a bad crack addiction, I think. He did. He's seen some shit, man. He knows knows something we don't. Maybe it's the uh, the Lloyd in the universe where Linus dies first, and then he... Oh, like the B-root. Yeah. (laughs) He goes insane a little bit, and then he dies, and then like this is him after his death. Yeah, there you go. That explains quite a lot. I like that. I like the lore implications. I mean, time travel's a thing. Multiple dimensions are a thing in Fire Emblem, well, so we why do, not? Yeah, in Fire Emblem Heroes, there are heroes from like multiple different points in their stories, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, look I how many Eflin... points that Tiki's come from. 
Right. But even like Ethlyn, a lot of people were talking about, it's really sad because like she's still talking about everything as very happy, you know, and with the way the genealogy plays out, um, you know. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there's either that time for her or she's dead. Right. Darren. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is Chris, Chris revealing Sigurd all over again. Well, they clearly don't care about spoilers after the whole Zelgius thing, but that's... <laughs> yeah, I'm still, yeah. I still wish they gave him his red armor at least. Like, yeah, me too. The, the like, crimson route. whatever. That would have uh, helped, just... that would have helped a lot just to help separate the two. Mm-hmm. Right. I just don't see why we needed a helmetless Black No, it's okay. He has a character. slightly cracked armor and helmetless, but yeah, he has actually, better you know stats. What? That I, makes sense. It's, it's, for, it's for I people like me. Yeah. That crack makes all the difference. It is. It's it's just for people like me who go, oh, another version of Black Knight. Need it. Crack making all the differences. <laughs> you know, the past like two and a half years of this podcast. That's really what I've been trying to. That's what I've been trying to get at. And I'm. I'm I mean, I'm glad Lloyd that you guys said already, it already. That's what that Lloyd knows what it's all about. So let's just follow Lloyd. That's true. That's the reason for people's absences and the reboots. The way of Lloyd. <laughs> the path of the White Wolf. Darren, I was, oh, I was the silver wolf. I was. Is it the silver wolf or the white wolf? I think it's white, it's white wolf. wolf, right? No, it's it's white. You're right. Yeah. There's a lot of symbolism there. Yeah. Darren, yeah, I, I was trying very... to think of a podcast name with, like, episode name with with this joke, and you gave it to me right there. Path of the white wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers! It's crack. <laughs> Lloyd's addiction. Oh boy. That's a, that's like a chapter name. That's the next paralog. Chapter, chapter twenty eight, Lloyd's addiction. God, what if what if book three of Heroes is just like really intense? It's about Lloyd's drug addiction. <laughs> actually, how did you how did you feel about the um? They actually attempted to do a uh, a plot twist in Fire Emblem Heroes. You know oh yeah, yeah the yeah. the suture thing or whatever. With is it that? Um, that, what do you mean with that? I don't. I, I don't pay attention to the plot. <laughs> I just hear things from other people. All I'll say is, um, it's a million times better than the whole "Who's this masked person?" plot line. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. like, it, it's better to see that. Go, go. Do you mind going into detail? Because I, I am curious, and I'm sure yeah. listeners don't care about fucking Fire Emblem hero <laughs> spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, so I think most people saw it coming. I definitely did, playing mm-hmm. the story. But I, even though I did see it coming, I didn't know if they would actually go that route at the end of the day because the story was, you know, is in general pretty dumbed down. So mm-hmm. I was excited for the prospect of them actually trying something like that, even though I saw it coming, if that makes sense. So what so like I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, so um, basically while traveling through Muspel, you encounter one of Fiorm's younger siblings, Ilgir, and they become, it's a boy, it's a young boy. He becomes part of your group, and so he starts talking a lot throughout a lot of the missions. And uh, after oh, a while... He, isn't he like, the final boss at the end, then? No, but what ends up happening is there ends up being some weird dialogue every once in a while that kind of hints at it, uh-huh. uh, if you read between the lines. And then it turns out that Ilgear the entire time was actually uh, Loki tricking you. So you never actually had Fjorm's real younger brother traveling with you, so... And, you know, Loki disappeared at that point in the story, so it was somewhat obvious, I think, and, and they did hint at it enough. Mm-hmm. But I was just happy that they attempted to go with an actual plot twist instead of, like, oh, my God, 
the masked man is, is Bruno. You know, it's Zach, it's Zachariah. You know, it's your long lost friend. That's that's literally like the reaction. It took I, so long. I think I think the Bruno thing is it took so long for the characters to get to that point. Yeah. I was really took, like it, holding it out so on hope time. that it would actually turn around and, and he would not be Zacharias or something like that. I just Oh, that'd be great. I was hoping that'd actually be great. But no. <laughs> what could have been? You're making me so interested to actually going through these story missions and reading this this plot now. <laughs> so, sometimes. Sometimes. I'd say the entire book two is a lot more enjoyable than the, what they presented in book one. Okay. It is. I'll say that. It does feel like they rushed the ending a little bit there. Just oh yeah. That, that's what I've heard. Yeah. We'll yeah. we'll see what they do with book three. Um, I don't know. Well, considering we got a trailer for book for book two, I'd be excited to see what comes next. Yeah. One thing that I I was talking to a friend of mine about though, is that personally I kind of feel like this game. I think I read somewhere. Actually, hold on. I have the article open on my phone because I was considering making a video on it. Mm-hmm. I just need to check the the number. Yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes revenue reaches four hundred million worldwide. Jesus like this Christ. game is is killing it yeah. it's destroying it for nintendo they're doing incredibly well with this game and intelligence system as well obviously but my concern is like for that amount of money that's being poured into the game i like i don't hate the updates that we're getting i think it's it's great but we're pretty much getting the same type of stuff that we've gotten since day one and i kind of just would like to see a little bit more of that money like turn back around and put back into it if you know what i mean so six star units so no, that's what I'm. So Deathblow five. Oh my god! There we go. I mean, instead of stuff like Deathblow four, we get I don't know, like more friend features, a new, an actually relevant, decent new mode that people will appreciate instead of just, you know, some of the kind of meh ones that we've gotten. Well, I I like think one tap of the... battle. Oh, Jesus Christ. That one actually grew just on me. For the I don't. Arms. I don't hate tap battle. I like that. Oh, I mean, see, they can make bathroom visits a bit more enjoyable. See, I tap guess, battle but... was the opposite for me. Everyone was complaining about it when it first came out. I'm like, yeah, it's not that bad. But I'm I'm at the point where all they're all the same. And whenever there's a new one every month, I'm like, all right, I just want to do this to get the orbs and get out. Yeah, that's fair. Actually, you know what my favorite thing about tap battle is? What's that? This is the most rid- this is the most ridiculous thing you get to see the sprites of the characters a little bit closer. They're a little bit bigger on the screen and they look a little bit crisper. That's true. And I love that about it. Yeah, that that, that's, fa- that's fair. That is my favorite. That's a part. fair thing to enjoy. <laughs> as stupid and petty as that is, that's that's why I like it. No, that's not I mean, I was I was holding my breath going, oh no, is he going to say he loves it when they jump into the hot springs at the end? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just such a rewarding moment, you know? I know, I still don't really like I somewhat get it, but I just don't get it. Don't you remember when they first introduced Tap Battle and they're like, something special will happen once you beat it. And it's like, oh man, are we going to get a unit or something like that? And it's like, no, it's it's literally the same every ending every time they just go to a hot spring. Right. There's not even like a solid reward or anything. I will say that I kind of don't like the change they made to Tap Battle where once you beat a boss, they're like, here's a silhouette for the next boss. I wonder who it is. And if you play the game, you're like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. It was kind of fun yeah. to see, like, who the next boss would be. It does ruin the buildup. I enjoy the fake-out bosses, though, whenever they do those. Those are fun. <laughs> you, like, kill them, you kill them really fast and someone else pops yeah. up? Yeah. Yeah. I wish it made more um, sense, actually, with so how we'll, they do we'll... it. Because sometimes they, they mix, mix and match characters from a bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. We did have the, uh, the Black Fang one recently that did make sense, but... Sometimes they'll throw like random characters in there that I'm like, why is this character a boss for this this set of you know tap battle maps? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. 
so I guess we'll get on to the second part of the discussion here, and that is, we, we again touched on this in, in segment one, but what would you guys like to see for DLC in Three Houses? Because I think at this point, pretty much every Nintendo game has had DLC. The past two Fire Emblem, three Fire Emblem games, excuse me, have had DLC. It's inevitable that it's going to happen. And I think we're all in agreement that Echoes, in particular, was not the way to go about it. So what what would you guys like to see? Because I, I definitely have thoughts on this. I think the, the content of Echoes, at the very least, it didn't feel like all of that stuff was just cut out of the game and sold back to you. No, that, that's definitely true. Like that's the actual prologue true. missions. <laughs> Fate! That, that, you know, yeah. Wow. Well. <laughs> The actual prologue missions, like, that was, like, a nice side story for anybody who wanted to, like, do a deeper dive into the lore a little bit because you didn't really need to see those missions or experience them. Mm -hmm. So I liked the the actual content of the DLC I was fine with. Yeah, it was just the price tag that I think was the worst part. So I hope they've learned their lesson from that and they won't do that again. That's what I'll say. That's true. How about you, Darren? Um... Like I, I, I really wish that to some capacity the uh, ultimate tier promotion classes were available in the base game for Echoes. That's, just yeah, because absolutely. I, I missed that so much from Radiant Dawn, mm-hmm. and I definitely was guilty of buying a couple of those for the main game, especially going through the post-game dungeon. Just because, mm-hmm. you know, by the end of a Fire Emblem game, all your units are maxed out. And I think that's a really cool incentive to keep playing, is if you can unlock those promotions through doing the post game. Yeah, I agree. Maybe there'd be like a new game plus mode that you can take those new promotions through or something like that, or like a super, another super dungeon or something Mm kind of like in the vein of sacred stones where you could get more playable characters and stuff like that. So I think that'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. But how do you guys feel about the fate and awakening style DLC where they release those, those maps that have maybe a character or an item or just a sort of nostalgia battle where you go onto a map from an old game and fight characters from that game. Um, I don't. I again, I was guilty in the day of of buying some of those maps so I could get some of the different promotion items that you could get uh, with the DLC and Awakening and Fates, right? Yeah, they did, yeah, you know. yeah. They did do it in Fates as well, um, and especially like. I didn't buy this in in Fates, but I I bought like the the EXP grinding maps and whatever in Awakening. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that personally. It, it's I don't know. Do you have anything to say about that, Stevie? So he was mentioning about the classes, and I think what I do like, like even the, even if you feel like they did get cut out for Echoes, the the sort of third tier classes. Um, the game was already pretty easy as it was, yeah. so if you actually do attempt that post-game dungeon without using those classes, I think it's probably a bit better. I really do wish they had a hard mode in Echoes. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think they didn't do it because Gaiden didn't have it, but well, I don't really there is understand a hard mode that. Because, like... or, 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 sorry, a uh, yeah, lunatic sorry. mode lunatic, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. harder difficulty. Because even hard is not that hard. No, it's yeah. enemies just hard like have like more HP or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that makes it better. But like, yeah, like I said, I wish that there was at least a lunatic difficulty or something to make it even more challenging. Mm. Um, yeah, sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, don't. Um, worry. As far as as far as that goes, I do wish, like, I do think that those maps with the promotion items and stuff could stand to, I guess, gain stuff from heroes. Like, for example, uh, Awakening, 
with some of the beach maps, you got to see new artwork of certain characters in bathing suits. I think sometimes says, you saw a cape cover it. Yeah, or, right. Or so, curtain yeah, sometimes <laughs> uh, a bikini bottom was covered by Crom's cape. Yeah, which is silly. But anyway, I think Heroes <laughs> has gone a step forward and allowed you to like get those characters. So, and then even in uh, in Fates, we had accessories that you could put on characters too, which mm-hmm. is something that now has has made its way into Heroes. So I think it would be cool if you either got different outfits and stuff like that for your actual permanent characters in the game, because that's I mean that's a trivial thing that's an extra you know a little bit like maybe you want to have crom in a bathing suit or you know whoever actually it's going to be like beleth or uh let's say um what is her edelgard everyone calls her edgelord, edgelord her name exactly is edelgard. so maybe maybe you want edelgard in like a bikini or some other different outfit or something like that i mean that'd be cool that you could get something from the dlc and bring it back to the main game and like play through the game i guess sort of in a Tales style where they just have yeah i was gonna on. say that sounds like what the Tales series does yeah, and I think, I think that's a great idea. Just, <clears throat> otherwise, it's just artwork on a map, and you play the map battle once. You, you see some different dialogue, and will you ever touch it again? That's true. Not. Costumes and yeah. things like that would be a nice addition, especially in houses where it's more three D than ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that those types of cosmetic differences can actually impact someone's enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I wholeheartedly agree with that that uh, idea. So. My ideal DLC, um, and some people might not agree with this, which is fine. I would like to see more traditional DLC in Fire Emblem because I, I don't know, I, I think there'd be something there. If, if you had some kind of map pack which had a story which was maybe connected to the main game in in some way, I, I don't know how, because obviously, I have no idea what the story and characters of Three Houses are like, <laughs> but um. If you had, you know, a $20 map pack that had, I don't know, 15 chapters, something like that, that was connected to the story. It's like half a Fire somewhere. Emblem game. Well, I don't know, 10 chapters then. You, and, you know, you have different characters and stuff like that, and, and it has a good, meaningful story. I would absolutely buy that. Uh, like, sort of expansion, you know, traditional DLC thing, I think could work for Fire Emblem. And... I don't know. I mean, they, they kind of did that at Echoes. I guess, yeah. So what you're saying is a Fire Emblem genealogy remake with uh, some DLC with a, a special character named Lee. Oh, God. Uh, and a couple a couple of chapters, because that's a, a side story. Uh, based off Oh, my God. Oh, no. I'd buy that game. <laughs> no. I'd buy that game for $90. <laughs> don't do Thracia dirty like that. <laughs> it's just a side story. <laughs> No, nothing well, big happened here. Don't worry. Yeah, more, don't of worry quill, more of a mid-quill. More of a mid-quill, really. Don't worry. You, you can you skip know, just, over it. It's just, uh, it's just the nitty-gritty. It doesn't matter. The, the story from someone else's perspective yeah. for a little while. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I, I think that could work. I guess that in a way is sort of in the vein of, of something like uh, the way Fates was split in between a few different games. That's not quite what I'm talking about, but I don't know. You could either have units, you could take your old units into it, and, and they could be more difficult chapters, sort of like what they did with, uh, uh, God, what's that map that everyone talks about in Awakening? Oh, I can't think of... From, uh, from Conquest? No, in Awakening. Um, oh, oh you're talking about like the, the final really hard map. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what is that called? 
I can't think of the name of it. It doesn't matter. People are going to know what we're talking about. But you could have something maybe at that difficulty. Apotheosis? Is that it? Yeah. Apotheosis. Yeah. Uh, You could have something at maybe that difficulty level. Or you could start over with new units that are maybe, you know, connected to to the story. Maybe you're playing as the enemy or something like that. I don't know. I'm not Mm -hmm. the developers. But I I think there's potential there. Yeah, that does sound good if they did it in a tasteful way. Mm Mm-hmm. So actually, you know what? One of the coolest things about Heroes that I actually really like is there's so many characters that we're finally getting to play with for the first time. Yep. You know, like like Camus. Well, okay, well, there's Sirius and, and Zeke and stuff. But Reinhardt. You know, so like Wait, Ishtar, what? Ishtar what? Ishtar and Reinhardt. That's Camus? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like Ishtar and Reinhardt, for example, like it's, it's so great to finally play some of these characters that we've always liked or, you know, we never got the chance to and maybe wanted to when playing those games. So, yeah, it actually would be really cool if there was, like, DLC for playing some of the bad guys that you didn't get that were actually good characters if, you know, provided the writing was good originally. Yeah, I guess that's mm-hmm. the first stipulation. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be cool, I mean, though. there's definitely a potential for traditional DLC, but I think one thing that, from a, from Echoes, that needs to be addressed is, like, the pricing, because that was the, probably yeah, the that, biggest that problem most people had problem. with Echoes. Mm-hmm. Which was more expensive than the game itself. It was fifty dollars or whatever for the season pass, and 3DS games are forty. So, yeah. unless you're yeah. in Canada, yeah, and then they're a hundred or whatever, <laughs> two hundred. <laughs> Actually, yeah, was your DLC pass increased in price too? I believe it was almost sixty. Oof, and the game would have been fifty. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's about yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Still the, up there. Uh, the Canadian the Canadian tax there tax hike. <laughs> that's rough but uh yeah i i think there's definitely potential for tr- traditional dlc but it really depends on what we especially because it sounds like that that sort of stuff really depends on the writing and how much you like a character and whatnot yeah. or stuff like that but i think it could work out so i think to sum up our discussion what we're saying is we want microtransactions and loot boxes in which you get super powerful <laughs> gear that you can't finish the game without. I, like, and and we want swimsuits and bikinis as DLC. Yes. That that that's all we talked about. Well, you might as well put those in the loot boxes too. There you go. Make it, make Even like better. One, Even one better. Chance, yeah. There, there you go. go. And then we could have Fire Emblem like skin trading websites where it's like <laughs> you're trying to get, you know. Actually, that would probably I, make a lot of money. I'm just thinking of that in my head. If someone <laughs> online is going, "Hi, does Eddie on this website? Does anyone have Young Tiki Somerset C? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll pay you twenty five bucks for that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We went some dark places today. God, we did. <laughs> we like did. Lloyd's crack addiction. <laughs> I mean. He's I getting better. He's recovering. That, now that, that he's that back one, with his brother, he's recovering. With that one, we're just kind of we're, we're just calling that how we see it. You know. Yeah, we didn't have to infer that much from that. No, no. That he, heroes kind of <laughs> pointed us in that direction to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. Now though, now we're discussing the dark underbelly of online fire emblem gambling. Yeah. Skin skin exchange. Then you're gonna have which uh, yeah you know, we we didn't. Uh, we didn't have investments in that in that company. No. What are you talking? This is a shock to me. I'm just as surprised <laughs> as you guys are. 
The website may be called emblem emblemcast.com, but we have no affiliation. No, we don't. <laughs> emblemcast.gov. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's when you know things go too far when we're a government sponsor. All right, Devin, wrap this yeah, up that's, before that's, we go darker. That's what we're going towards. Anyway, uh, I'm Devin, and I've suffered with a crack cocaine addiction for two years. How about you guys? This is AA now. I've suffered with the Fire Home Heroes <laughs> since spring launch. of 2017. Yeah. It's becoming crippling. Uh, you know. I mean, I'm Darren. I, I've suffered a Fire Home addiction since 2003 when the when I first got my hands on the series. I once, it's, been, it's only a downhill battle. I once paid over 200 US dollars for a uh, a Camilla bikini outfit on on a Fire Emblem gambling site, and it was a scam. Oh, man. Did you even get the skin? No. Oh. Some days, I can't even leave the bed without doing my dailies and heroes. <laughs> the, see, now, now, the, the now you're getting... Sometimes you're at getting work, I go now. for my bathroom break. <laughs> you know, I, I go in there, and I don't leave until the tap battle's done. <laughs> until all of it's done. Yeah, you, you do those, those 20 missions or whatever to get those three orbs. And then my boss is asking me if I'm okay. <laughs> you're like, shut up, David. It's for the waifus. Fine. Stomach was just bugging me. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this been thanks Emblem for Cast. listening thanks, to Emblem Yeah, Cast. thanks for listening to this fucking this is... shit show. You can donate to us on Patreon. Big thanks you're... to Stevie for joining us once yeah, again. Yeah, thank you. Stevie, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, I used to have a YouTube channel. <laughs> um, sometimes, sometimes I might put up a video. It's called Lucky Crit. There you go. LuckyCrit.com. You do have a website, don't you? I've I been on your website that. before. It needs to be updated. It'd be nice to have like a live like news feed on there or something. Yeah. So yeah. Well, that's Someday. that's just more time none of us have, I think. Yeah, I'm still suffering with this hero's addiction. Yeah, so. me too. I feel you that. Those feathers, it. man. <laughs> Every day's a battle. <laughs> it is. It is. I, and see, that's kind of fitting because most of the gameplay in Heroes is is a battle. So. That's <laughs> that's why every day is a battle. Yeah. Darren, you have a YouTube channel, I think. Maybe. Yeah, I once did. You, I mean, it's still there. It still exists. Where can people find you one if day, they're curious? Hopefully one day you can go over to YouTube.com slash The Gaming Pilgrimage mm -hmm. and there will be a new glorious video review of something. Maybe Persona. I mean, I, I, I've, been, I've been getting a hankering to, to make some content. I'm just trying to find, find the time and find the time in the right game. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta get over what the gotcha brings you. <laughs>